Yo, I'm Fun. This is Alan Ev. Enjoy. Okay, we're on. How do you feel? Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. A bit nervous. A little bit. All right, should we get into it then? Yeah, all right. See. Kia ora whanau. Welcome back. Today we're talking about a sport. Got a very special guest here by the name of Andrew Simpson. Kia ora. What's up, my G? How are you going? Good, bro. Thanks for being on here. Really appreciate it. No worries. Kakalais, we're just having a yarn. Yeah, it actually is, to be honest. Um, yeah, so Andrew's a bit of a cricket player, so today we're going to have a talk to him about his journey, where he's at now, and and um, where he wants to be in the future. So, as I said before, there's going to be a lot of, throughout this podcast, throughout the podly, just me getting, like, good people, good people who are experts in their... In their and the areas of expertise and, and things that they love doing. I'm just going to get them on here and learn from them. So Andrew's no different. Happens to be my flatmate. He's a luggage one of the flat, I reckon. What do you reckon? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, We're all pretty luggage that. sometimes, eh? We all forget the odd dish. Yeah, the yeah, odd dish. Yes, the odd dish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Who are you? Um, Where are you I, from? I'm 22. I was born... In Sydney, Crow's Nest, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Australia, girl. Yeah. Um, mum and dad, Kiwi, and one Kiwi and one Australian. Uh, dad being Australian, mum being Kiwi. Moved over when I was six. And lived, got pretty much brought up in Wellington until um, I was about eight. And then came up to Auckland and started going to primary school up here in this... Was pretty. So you've been up here for primary school. Yeah. And then did you stay here, or did you go back down for high school? Nah. So I came. I boarded up here. Oh yeah. At um, St Peter's College. What's not a normal. So that like. Oh yeah. That like set up a bit of a homestay for me, in other words, and I just kind of worked from there. And I think for my last, it was my last two years at uni. Uh, not uni. Um, school. Um, mum and dad came up. I moved up here for a bit and then I had a house up here for a bit and then they moved back down and that's when obviously I started uni. Oh yeah, and you started uni, what were you what are you slash were you doing at uni? I was doing nursing. Um still yeah. doing that or nah? Um I know that I know this, but we just have to go through it for the for the beautiful listeners who are listening right now. Um it's a yes and a no. I've still got the qualifications to go back and do it. Um, but I've taken a break from it in a personal reason just to do cricket and focus on that and trying to achieve achieve a dream in that and hopefully a goal for my life, yeah. Good on you. All right, then. Should we get into the cricket side of things? Yeah. Hopefully yeah, I know well. a little bit about you now. Little bit. Beautiful yeah. long hair. He's been going his hair out so he can look like Shane Warne. Is that the dude's name? Yeah, Shane Warne? Yeah. yeah. Literally correct. You're starting to look like him a little bit. I'll give you that. Yeah, I might need to shave this in. All right. So, cricket. How long have you been playing cricket for? I've been playing cricket since I was four. Um, And it pretty much started off for my brother's team. And one of his mates got real sick. And they just asked me to play. So, you were filling? Yeah. And that's how you started? Yeah. Most kids start their sport. You know how they start their sport. You know, like mum and dad chuck them into it you know might chuck you in the football team or the rugby mm. team or the cricket team in the summer and, but you just started as a fellow yeah <laughs> literally just because um obviously 
you're quite young. You could, I'm yeah. pretty sure you can't actually play it for. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just had a good game. I enjoyed it, and then yeah. they asked me to play. How much older is your brother than you? He is two years older than me. So were they like under sixes or something, and you just jumped in for them? Yeah. So he was in a second year of cricket. So Crazy. I joined a second year of cricket, being four and only playing, you know, the good old backyard cricket. What? And did you start like were you were you did you go on batting or did you go on like fielding or bowling or what? Oh, I just did everything. So I had a oh, bat, yeah. I had a bowl, I bowled real well. And do you remember how you went batting or nah? Yeah, I went alright. I think it was just the fact that this, the cricket bat was too big for me. Too big for you. I was a bit of a midget. I was like holding, I don't know. Like a broom. But it came naturally. Yeah. It came That's right. I just... guess it was just meant to be there, no? Yeah, a little bit. Hope so. And so where'd you go from there in terms of your cricket? Like you obviously started like as a fill in and then did you sort of enjoy it and then start playing in the team or or where'd you go from there? So from there, um, I played my first proper season the year after. Yeah. In my own age group. But I got asked to play for my brother's team. So I cons- consistently actually played two years above me. And that's why, um, obviously, I guess I developed a lot quicker. So you were playing um, twice the amount of cricket as like, a normal person your age would have been because you were playing in two. Yeah. So do you reckon that's, that would have helped you in terms of development? Like, like I know you just said you were probably <coughs> developing as t- twice as fast as you were. Yeah. I think it helped in the way of I was versing more developed like humans yeah um, yeah. children just because they're a lot older than me so they're already two years in front of cricket than me Mm. Um, and then I was able to go back and dominate my year level yeah it's funny how it happens though and knowing how to play my own game Mm. and I used that as a knowledge for myself and then when I went back up I had to play against people who were bowling probably two times as quick or hitting the ball two times further yeah, you know, those little things and then I just kept going that way until I think the age of 16 and then they asked me when I was up in Auckland they asked me to go back to my own age so I was able to play dev- like development levels and like yeah. um, representative stuff Oh yeah. Um, so I, obviously they encouraged me to play older cricket and I was doing that at school for first 11 um, but then it was just the fact that I gotta still play my own age and and what reps? There. What like reps did you play? Like when you got to the age of sixteen? So I played under seventeens and I played uh, secondary schools Auckland as well. Yeah. Um, and then I also played under nineteen Auckland. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Two years back. And I did played. you did you um play like other sports when you were growing up, or was it solely cricket? Yeah, I did. I was a bit of a. Sporty fella. Yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah, I did um, swimming, mm-hmm. football, tennis. Yeah. Um, I actually played rugby as well, and then I had to give, give that up for football. Yeah. Um, and I did once. I did something else. I think I played touch when I was younger, actually. Oh, yeah, but a touch. Just, just Great you know, sport, the primary school, Great primary school that. stuff. It's you know? a beautiful sport. Yeah, bro, because um, it's really funny at the moment because, well, it's not funny, it's just like a bit of a topic of discussion. Have you heard about um, Balance is Better? The yep. campaign, or like Keeping Up with the Play and stuff like So Sport NZ, Sport New Zealand at the moment is doing a lot of like campaigning around um, tamariki and rangatahi and their development through sport. 
and often they're trying to change the perspective from focusing like like honing in on your sport too early so mm-hmm. like some kids like specialize too early and develop too early and then by the time they turn 18 when they'd be you know actually starting to do something proper with their sport in life they're burnt out and they don't like it anymore <laughs> so they're trying to That's encourage true. like balance so you know like like you said doing a bit of everything like you yeah. loved cricket but you did swimming you did football and stuff have you heard of it or nah i've heard about like terms of it but i've yeah. heard the obviously the reasons why sport needs someone are doing it yeah bro. um I've definitely heard that a lot of sports should probably relax on people, especially if At they're developing quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I was probably developing good, but I wasn't the best at my age at the time. Um, there was a guy called who actually plays Auckland Aces now and Black Caps mm. in and out at the moment, and that's Glenn Phillips. Oh, yeah. Who recently made his debut in Sydney. Congratulations, um, Glenn Phillips. And Aussie. Um but yeah, he was, I'll say a freak of nature, yeah. what they call him. And yeah, he was always, and he was always just probably like two levels ahead of you. Yeah. And and I know for a fact that he trained as well, just as hard as anyone else did. But he was always naturally there. And did that was that sort of like a motivator for you as well in your development, like growing up and training? Were you trying to like, was he someone who sort of kept in your mind that like, oh, I want to get to where he is, or I want to be better than him? Or? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, for for my age group, he was that the, guy, the best. Yeah, like he still is the best at our age group. Yeah, he tongs people older than him, and he tongs people younger than him. Yeah, um, and that's like where I want to be now. Yeah, but obviously it's stages to that. And then, just sort of going back to that whole balance thing as well. Do you reckon that like through your other sports that you played, do you think that that helped you develop? And helped you improve in cricket as well? 100%. Um, just hand-eye. Yeah. Like, just ball skills. Like, the knowledge of catching, throwing, hitting, literally kicking as well. Like, it's just all hand-eye coordination. And in every most sports, not every, but most sports, you have that. Yeah. And it's a huge key. And I feel like just from playing tennis and even throwing a rugby ball mm. you're learning how to throw it where you want it to go yeah and that's all about weight transfer and etc like you know sport and you talk in your sport sciences at school or uni or how coaches talk to you it's all about weight transfer and how you use it and that's where something goes and so talk about where you've been in cricket talked about your, your little uprising where are you at now where are you at now with your cricket? Um, it's a bit interesting now because obviously something just happened in our world, and that's oh yes, update that's... team. I don't know when you'll be hearing this because as I said in the last couple, you might not ever hear this, but <laughs> it is currently what's the date? It's like March something, eh? middle of March. It's the middle of March, twenty twenty. Eighteenth, I think. Um, we've just had the coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Outbreak, pandemic, worldwide, blah, blah, blah. The world's ending. <laughs> Touch wood. Yeah. Um, Hopefully not. I think we're up to 20 cases in New Zealand at the moment, so that's actually affected a lot of things. So for myself, I had a work event that I'd been planning for months with my team, just cancelled. Had 
Trans-Tasman postponed and my brother's wedding has now been postponed as well. There's a whole lot of out the window sort of stuff there. And then obviously tell them about where you were going to be and then obviously that's affected by this now. But um, Just after probably having one of the better seasons of my life at the moment, mm. um, I was able to you know nab a little contract in Birmingham slash Shrewsbury in England to go over there and play and obviously and experience a little bit of a different culture and a different environment for cricket and that would have been a good experience for me. And, and so was that for one season or like just the like or like a few seasons, six months? How long was it? How long was it going to be for? So that was for this winter, so six months. Um, and oh, because it's their summer season. Yeah. Yeah. Roger. So yeah. Obviously. If that went well, then um, the possibility of going again would um, arise if they wanted me back. Obviously, yep. other clubs might want you as well, so they might fight for it, um, especially if you have a good season or not, and that's the dependence. Um, and then, obviously, that's now all on the win because of this. That's pretty unfortunate, pretty really. Virus, yeah. I mean, I know we were just talking about it before, but like I was saying to you, you sort of, you know, like, this shit's like your life bro like as an athlete like you work for that next event like that next competition like you put so much time and effort into your training like you devote yourself you devote yourself to it completely eh? yeah like, 100% you, you're all in like you, yeah might, might have a job might have like a study or whatever but like you're like I know me and you both respectively in sports like bro like you die for that shit like you, you grind for a day Literally. And then, like I was saying, like, you go from just the middle of a season or the middle of prepping for, like, this event, and then all of a sudden it's taken from you, like, bro, what do I, what do, I do with yeah. my life? Like, what literally, I was sitting here today, and yeah. I was playing COD, yeah. and I'm going... And you're like, bro, like, what? Like, I played it Watch for five it. minutes, and I'm like, yeah. I'm bored. Like, this is yeah. crap. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be doing this. And, and it's not necessarily that it, like, changes what you're doing day to day, but it just changes, like, that big picture that you're working for. Just routine as well. Like, I was so used to training twice a, twice a week with club, and then, I think, three times with Auckland, and playing on Saturday. And now, like, for the beneficial of people, mm. I don't have any trainings anymore. Oh, yeah, Auckland just, or club cricket or they games. just ruled out all the club combinations still May eh? yep yeah. so obviously cricket seasons will be over then see I'm lucky we had nationals the other week yeah 100% like, before before everything because otherwise exactly. that would have that would have gone as well you know I've, I don't know exactly if our nationals has been mm. cancelled yet um, like you'd assume it would be if but yeah I'm, I'm assuming it yeah. has been because New Zealand cricket's come out and um, stopped all club cricket or asked yeah. to do it. Um, what's a bit sad, but, you know, that's the for the benefit of people. Like, you, you don't want... You can't imagine what the NBA players and, like, super rugby players are going through, eh? Oh, it's just... Like, I mean, for us, like, both, like, you're on the brink of... Like, you're on the brink of getting paid. Yeah. There's no such thing as getting paid in touch. So I can, at, like, at this point in life, like this point in like the career or whatever like it's not like I can just give up everything and be a fool like I know you probably like if you mm. start cracking in a year or two like you're hoping to like that'll be a full time thing but for them like that's their that's their life bro literally hey and well, like and that like we're feeling like this imagine how they feel yeah um for example the Warriors 
Yeah, um, that's a whole if, situation. That's that's a big <laughs> one. Like they're in the Gold Coast at the moment, yeah. base, and one of my close mates who mm. w- works with them, analyzes, does a few jobs for them, um, is over there as well. And he told me that, you know, it could be from three days to five months where you could be back in New Zealand, mm. and that's because they're not hoping, but they just don't know if their season will get cancelled yet. And yeah. because a lot of them want to get still paid in their contracts, they really need... if They need to play because otherwise they don't get any money. And they Yeah, they need to play for one. And if they come back, then they can't because of their 14-day um, isolation. And two, if they don't cancel the season whole and they do come back, they lose their contracts. So they, don't, come so they don't actually get paid. Yeah. So they need to stay there and try and play their games yeah and pretty much get the income so that once it's been called off they're eligible to get their full contract paid out that's a bit interesting yeah yeah it's just interesting how much it's shaking everything up it's a bit Um, scary so hoping that that all clears itself up Mm. coronavirus um there you go I mean I'll start talking to you about like some nitty gritty stuff in a minute but I just sort of Going for the overview here, like the the start to where you are now to where you want to be. Um, where do you like? What's your goal in cricket? What's your dream in cricket? My dream would be either doing the same thing my dad did, and that was play for Australia. Yeah. Or play for Black Caps, obviously, yeah. or for New Zealand. So you want to make that top level? Yeah, hundred percent. And is it just like a you want to do it, or is it like you want to be in there for like a suit? Like, is do you have a time? time on it um i've got a goal that if i wrote on a little piece of paper back home yeah what just says when i want to achieve things yeah and for example all aces is i think it was 20 23 by so i've given myself i gave myself a few years to just grow with my cricket and then i think black hats was 2025 when did you write that i wrote that when i was 14 that's so buzzy bro yeah that's so cool what led you to do that? Um, I think it was my mum. Yeah. My mum said that you got to have a reason behind it and you got to have hows and whys and what's and how you're going to get there. So she sort of directed you to, like, solidify, like, a couple of goals, write them down. Yeah. Because it makes you accountable, I For think. It, yeah. yeah. My mum was also a New Zealand um, surf lifesaver. Yeah. Competitionist. So you got sports in your in your blood, mate. Yeah, a little bit. Meant to be. <laughs> You're meant to be. Hopefully, um, I guess that's the. And I I I I'm lucky to have her as a mum, and she always backs me in every way and supports me. And I guess that little thing has tweaked the fact that it's always up in my head saying, "It's right. You still got three years, and well, you can do that before." Your thing like um, maybe it was Kieran Reid, maybe it was Richard McCall. I think it was some rugby player, bro. Yeah, it was one Same of Same thing. Had the piece, piece of, paper. of paper with the checklist. Mm. And they wrote it down and they went back and they didn't make, like... Might have been Richie. I know Richie didn't make, like, any rep teams. He, like, didn't make all the rep teams that he wanted and then made the All Blacks. Yeah. Like, so buzzy, yeah. And he made it out of just hard training and commitment to that goal. Like, imagine in, in two years when you make aces... And you go back and you tick that off and you're like, wow, I did it, 14-year-old me. I did it. I did what you set yourself. Yeah. Did what you set for me, like, in these times. Like, 
that's cool, bro. Well, I, I keep saying to myself, saying, I can't wait to do that. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Mm. Like, and what's your it's drive? Go, it's going to happen. What's your, like, drive? Like, what drives you, bro, towards those goals? Like, um, firstly, like, what's what drives you? And then, secondly, what keeps you motivated when you're, like, struggling? I'll go with the first one first. Like, what drives you towards the goals? I think it's just the love of the game. Like, I grew up with her, grew up dead, and <clears throat> and literally I just... I love the game so much to the point. It's like cricketers, um, girlfriends and wives call it another relationship. <laughs> In other words, like, I know my mates who, who play aces and they literally say the same thing. It's like their missus or their wife goes... It's like they've got another person dating them. And that's what cricket is. So like cricket, like any sport probably as well. It's like another um, commitment. It's another thing that you have to drive for. And I guess that's the thing. I love it so much that I literally I want it to be my life. But what I respect about you is that like you don't get paid for it and you still devote yourself to it. And I know we had a talk before on the beach when we were going for a cute romantic walk. <laughs> Um, little data date moments you know you don't do it for the money eh? it's not about the money it's about the love yeah it's 100% like it's obviously the money's the achievement in it Mm. but realistically you're there to play the game that you love that you cherish when you're young all the memories that you play backyard cricket with your dad and and you get to go out and play at the Basin Reserve Mm. or Hadley Oval Play Australia. It's a peak of the game, eh? No, Chadley. And when you get so good, it's like you don't want to be playing with chumps. No disrespect, but you don't want to be playing backyard cricket. You want to, if you're good, like you want to be playing with people that are good like you, because that's when you enjoy it the most. Exactly. So and love the game the most. I think what I opened me the other day was that my mates gone and asked me to play. Um, I think it was Last Man Stands. And What's I, that? Is that like a cricket game or something? Yeah, so it's like fun, it's like social, social eight, oh, right. eight aside cricket, and yeah. pretty much it invites you to hit bombs, what the, what are sixes in other words, yeah. and fours, and just have fun. And it, like honestly, I I loved it, and it kind of threw back to the days when my brother used to run and bowl to me, and I would hit him over the fence, say pitch <laughs> it, um, and literally I was. I felt like I was doing that to the people we're playing against, and it was mm. just fun. I think that's nice sometimes as well when you put in so much work towards like a, a goal, and it's so easy to just forget all the shit you did to get where you are, mm. and it's so easy to forget that, like when you're caught up in chasing getting better, to like look back and be like, wow, like I'm actually so much better than I used to be. Yeah, like you would have been smashing for sixes, bro, and looking back like whoa like yo I couldn't do that like as easily like five years ago but like now from all the training like and then you look back and compare to yourself to where you used to be it's like whoa yeah like it's me again I opened me just because the cricket I play on Saturday Mm. I have to grind for my runs yeah and going to that grade not like it's you know everyone's at their own level Mm. but it just showed that I've trained so hard over the last 16 to 17 years that it's paid off because I showed up there and I I was able to just hit runs for fun and it wasn't it was I didn't need to think about it it just happened natural yeah and it was just nice and it's not necessarily because you were a natural but it's because as you say after 17 years of persistent training 
or that 10,000 hours. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I feel like I'm getting close. What's oh, busting out? What do you reckon? 10,000 hours. It's I, a lot. I, I can't do maths that fast. I can't be bothered doing it either. Yeah. I could, we could like do the maths right now. I could edit it out and we could look like real professionals, <laughs> but seeps. On this? No. <laughs> <laughs> What was that number? 300? What? That's it. No. No, literally, it's... it's no, but that's... it is, though. Like you say, like, just those years of training mm. just makes makes it second nature to you. Buzzy, honestly. And you'll have the same of touch. Like, yeah. 10,000 hours of, you know, going oh, plays, yeah. oh, going yeah. for plays, passes. Like, passes. Just passes itself. How many hours, you don't really know, but you'll probably spend, I reckon... At least maybe four or five thousand hours on passes now. Right, yeah, it's pretty like. I agree with the concept of it in terms of like, in terms of putting in. Apologies, I keep saying like way too much. Wow. Anyways, I'm trying to not say it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know it's like a. Or I keep saying word. I keep saying yep when you're talking <laughs> to like fill the space when I probably don't need to. Yo. I'm not really a like, professional. Um, <laughs> People will be listening to this like, who are you? Why am I listening to this? Anyways, I agree with the concept of the 10,000 hours because it, it, I do agree that there's a positive correlation in terms of time you put in versus what you get out. But there's obviously like, if you are putting in 10,000 hours of half average work and you're just doing it to get the hours in, it's not going to get you anywhere near as much as if you're putting in half of that time, but you're fully buying into what you're to the co-pop, like what mm. you're doing and stuff. You know, that's that's another thing as and well. And then that's the other thing, like ten thousand hours. Like, why would you cap it at ten thousand? Like, why would you not challenge yourself to do as much as you possibly can? can like, yeah. Maybe, yeah. But like you say, t- ten thousand hours. Ten thousand hours could just be, you know, not even think about and just hitting balls. Mm. And I guess the key for me over the last, like, I think five or six years straight after, like, out of school, mm. um, has been why I'm training. Why, why, what, what am I doing this session? Like, what am I actually practicing here? I'm How does going, it relate to your goal? How like, does it relate to me being the black cat? Am I actually, am I just here to hit balls or am I here to practice my on drive today? Am I here mm. to practice my off drive, hitting gaps? using ones and twos, just things like that, working on a specific goal in that and knowing what that goal is. And so, and that might be my weakness, that might be my strength, but working on little things and knowing what you're working on. Because anyone can go to the bloody field and pass balls, right? Yeah, too right. Or like throw a ball or kick a ball. But if you're going there with a purpose and a goal that you want to get out of a 30-minute session or an hour... Then you, then that's how you get better. That's golden, Andrew. I love that. Anyone can go there and chuck a ball around, but there's a difference between that and going there with a purpose. Yeah, I love that. Majestic. Yeah. Poetry, if you will. Oh, a little bit. Who knows? And you talk about that, and so it sort of flows well back into what I wanted to ask you before, which was, you being you've been on the grind for so long like you've been you've had these goals since you were five since you were 14 you wrote that mm. that paper and obviously like life's not all all butterflies and roses and so 
I guess, getting deep now, if you want. Yeah, of course. Is obviously, the, like, you naturally would have had some shit times in your life. Yeah, 100%. And so I guess it come. I want to ask you, maybe talk about, like, a couple, like, what's a shit time in your life been? And how have you overcome it in terms of your cricket? Like, what have you... What have you told yourself? Or done, like, what has what has someone done for you to keep you on track or get you back on track to grinding towards your goal? I mean, just towards cricket in general, just like cricket base, or um, even just like in life, if you fell off and then someone got you like back on track, or you got your back, got yourself back on track. Because mm. um, everyone faces challenges, though. Like every few. every athlete does. There's a few, and. Like, even when I was, I was, yeah, 12 or 11, and, like, St. Peter's had this famous, you want to go on this Oz tour, this, like, amazing Australian Australian tour, and yeah. I was, I was, thought I would make the team, all oh, the whole time, having a good season, having a mean season, and then I was told I was actually, I didn't get perked. Straight up. And it was because they wanted to take another bowler. But I never got told that until after they came back and after they realised they made a wrong choice. Because oh. that bowler did absolutely rubbish, in other words. I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. But, um... Sure, if anyone by chance listens to this and knows like, they'll know who. They'll know who. Um, <laughs> 100%. Because he was a space cadet and a half. Yeah. Um, but it was, like... And I was an all-rounder, and I still am. Mm. And I do both. I do batting and bowling. And at that time, when I heard that at the start of the year, I literally had to go through the whole, like, whole year thinking about how I'm not going. And I was always, like, I came home to mum and I'm, like, sulking, I'm crying. I'm, mm. like, how the fuck have I not made this team? Yeah. Why have I not made this team? And I, and mum always told me, like, you know, things happen for a reason. Like, sometimes you don't make things, but you need to keep working on them. And I guess mum being there and it was a teacher at the time, Mr Wood, who knew what I was going through at the time. He was he talked to me and said, it's not the end of the world. They could come back and someone could have a sh- crap, crap time over there and they're looking for someone to fill that spot. And at the time, I was in the team. But at the end of that year, I got dropped because they wanted to play the people going to Australia. So I went down to second eleven. Well, I wasn't happy at all, and I had the grind. And I can remember ever that was a tough season. And it was just because I was emotionally based, and I had a couple people who just supported me, and like mates came along, and they knew I was down about it. And it's, I guess it's just you have people who will be there for you, mm-hmm. and it's just being able to open up about it and keep going. And looking back on that, do you reckon that's helped you so much? And to, I know, like, when I have things that don't go my way, um, I, I was about to say something that would have sounded so bad, but, like, there's only, like, there's one team, there's one team that I haven't made. And when I didn't make that team, bro, I was furious. I was livid. I wasn't livid. I wasn't furious. I com- I saw it coming. I completely understood it. And I respected the com- decision completely. I know the team you mean. But what it did, bro, was it drove me so much. 
to um, make sure that the next time that opportunity came up, that there was no possible way that I could not be in the team. Yeah. And literally, it drove me so much harder. Yeah. Makes like, you insane, eh? Like, even, you're crazy like that, making, like... And even now, like, and that's why I feel like, you know, I've moved a couple of clubs and, mm. you know, I get, I get club hall. Club a lot. Club slot, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like, when I play against old teams, slash, they know I've moved clubs, so that's like a mockery on the mm. pitch that I get a lot when I bat. And, and I know now, when I move clubs, I'm strong enough in here that I can start in the second team and make that bloody first team. Yeah. I was going to say fucking first team. But I can make that. It's all right, bro. You can swear on here. I can make that. It's a free space. Yeah, true. Um, I can make that fucking first team. Yeah. And I literally, for example, I played at, nothing against the club, um, Y-Tac. And I moved to Takapuna. was the best decision I've made. You seemed so much happier since you did. Oh, 100%. Plus, it's just down the road, so it's much easier. Oh, easier, walk there. Yeah. You know, always doing fitness. Well, you just, just go down and do nets, hey? Yeah. But, yeah. I just work hard. And, um, yeah, literally, shout out to them if they ever hear this, if they don't. <laughs> but these guys are the most best bunch of boys I've ever I met. Yeah. And they look after you. and you have Good the best, culture. Yeah, straight up. Best culture, best time ever, and you know, I grinded. I had the best start of my season for a bit, and I made first team, and that ended up in me winning my first Auckland title. Mm. Ended up like me winning um, myself over in the fact that I can make these strong teams because Takapuna has always been a huge club in Auckland. Yeah, you were telling me when you moved there, they're like the best, or most consistent in recent years or something yeah and honestly I expected I didn't I believed in myself to make the team but I didn't expect I was going to get given it and I felt like I deserved it and I didn't get it and then I felt like I deserved it again I didn't get it I I think it took me about six weeks before I made the team yeah like four weeks and I was just like what like like what you said bro you just you just it's, it but almost I, makes you desperate to sort of, like, and it's nothing ever against them. It's just, like, the concept that you drives you, or it drives mm. me, at least, is, like, you just want to prove them wrong. Like, you just want yeah. to show them, like, oh, like, I should be in here. Mm. Like, there's no way you can't put me in. I'm going to be better than everyone else. I'm going to be doing this, going to be doing that. Like, there's no possible way that when it comes around to it, next selection or next next week for the next game, yeah, hey. there's no way I'm not in there. And... I think from that first experience of getting hurt and not getting picked for team, it's definitely growing me in the stead of my future years. Apart from that, is that knowing that I've got this, like, that's not going to hurt me anymore. Mm. I just know that that's just the way of sport, and the way you get better is by proving yourself you can get up there again. Oh, it's good, bro. It's good that you had that at a young age as well. You know, Not many people get that at it'd a young be, age. It'd be easy enough for someone to go through, like, who's as good as you, and just go through and making the teams, and then they and get they to get the dropped. real world, and they get dropped, and they wouldn't know what to do. Exactly. Whereas you had that at school, so by the time you come out into the real world, you're all prepped. Mm. That's I, mean. I think that's what's... Even my mum said that to me. It's like, this will be an eye-opening thing, and you know, if a little bit of events that have happened in my life that you know about, mm. some, you know, girls and shit... Um, <laughs> Girls. Um, 
but like Drains. even even yeah even those ex- those experiences sometimes that happens later in your life yeah and that ruins your life because you lose the person you love you lose your family you lose you know you could be in your job mm. and that could affect your job as well and so I'm not glad it happened but you learn from it but and I'm, you become I'm, a better person exactly right and I've, I'm I'm not glad it happened two years back but yeah. like it's just like things shit happens and it sucks I'm kind of glad it's happened now but you look back on it yeah and exactly. I've said I'm going to grow from this as a better person yeah. and it's the same with sports same with life you grow from it and you become better and you keep becoming better and that's the way you move you don't Fire. you don't move down you Fire. move up Look at you go, boy. You just needed to warm up. How long have we been talking for? You just needed to warm up, didn't you? Yeah. Look at you coming on with a fire now. Pretty crack up what you said about the club slut thing. I get, I get that as well. But it's funny because, like, I, I, I don't care. Because, to me, no disrespect. But my life doesn't revolve around club touch. Oh. When I look at my career goals, it's not about club touch. I have like, you know, like provincial, Waikato to like Waikato, but like it's play for the Waikato Open Men's. That's that's what I want to do. Mm. I want to win titles with them, and then my overall goal is to play for New Zealand. Yeah. So if playing for one club here and then one club there means that I get to play with a different group of people, learn a different style of play, grow my touch network, grow my touch ability, then fuck yeah, I'll do that. I don't, I don't care if I play, you know, for yeah. this team, that team, because at the end of the day, it's helping me towards my goal. If I'm staying in one place out of, you know, like, I feel like I have to still be there, and it's dragging me down. Well, it's not, not dragging me down, but if it's keeping you from developing, mm. or you see another opportunity to develop, then why would you not take that opportunity to develop? That's exactly... Exa- going off that, yeah. um, at the end of the day, this goal is for yourself. Mm. It's not about the club you're playing at. It's not like the the club is to have try to bring people in to win trophies. Yeah, you want to win trophies, but you can do that with any club you're at by just helping out each other and growing as a team. Your like the motivation about moving and why you feel like you should move is for your own benefit to grow as a cricketer or yeah. grow as a touch player or as a rugby player or as a football player to grow as that player and learn different environments. Yeah. And that's why I've moved. I've moved to play better cricket. Well, look, it's paid dividends for you. So you got the England contract in the first place because they picked you up from Tacker. Yeah, exactly right. And that because I'm there now mm. and I'm winning trophies there, better club, it's more well-known. You're winning trophies. Every club in England wants to win trophies and get promoted. So they want people who know how to win. And that's a big key. Like, if you don't know how to win, it's a bit hard to get that spirit. Mm. Like, you come to Taka and from a club that doesn't know how to win, you learn very quickly how to win and what's the attitude. Or you don't stay. Yeah. I think yeah. that's another good thing as, as well as finding a place with a culture that fits you mm. or finding a place where you fit the culture. Bro, because culture is so important to yeah, in a team sport. If you're it's in a team huge. and then, if you're in a team and they're good, but you hate the culture and you don't feel like you want to be going because it's a shit environment, why would you go? Like if you don't enjoy the people around mm. you, 
Like, literally, I've done some dumb things mm. in Tokyo. But, like, some smart things. Not, like, dumb, yeah, dumb, yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. you know, some crack-up things. But Good like, chat, yeah. I feel like I wouldn't have done that unless I was in the vi- environment that I felt safe in. Yeah. And then I feel like it's just good banter and it goes around like... What's five things, if you had to name five things, that you would put top of your list and have like the most key five things for having a great team culture? Commitment. Fun. Attitude. Um, Positiveness. Wanting to be there. Commitment, fun, attitude, positivity, and wanting to be there. Because if you don't, like, that last one can intertwine for most of them, honestly. Yeah. But, like, if you don't have that want to be there, why are you there? Like, I don't, I'm not even the captain half the, I'm not even the captain on Saturdays. And I ask, I'm like, when we're doing crap, I'm like, does everyone want to be here? Like, mm. And, it's, and I'm like, if you don't want to be here, like, fuck off. <laughs> I literally say fuck off. Like, because yeah. we're not going to win cricket if one of the boys, one of this Tacker Pirates team, is fucked off with the theories. If he's on another ship, mate. Yeah, right. literally, on another ship. He's not with your Tweaking Pirates. Tweaking Tinkerbell. <laughs> Tinkerbell, whatever the fucking name is. Tinkerbell. Tweaking a knob. Yeah. And he's gone. He's away with the theories. Yeah, exactly right. He's yeah. away with the theories. He's gone. And now you're working with 10 men. Yeah. And that's a lot harder than having 11, especially on a perch. Like, especially when got one guy could be out of the deep and he's like, it's like, cooked out of his mind. He's just like, where's everything? Yeah. He gets hit the ball, miss fields, drop catches, frozen rubbish. Good people, eh? You want good people, not good players. Um, we just good, want... good people before good players. Like, and good people will buy in. Oh, 100%. Alright, right, I'm gonna hit you with some quick fire questions. Alright. Because you're an so you're an all rounder? Yes. Okay. We're gonna go for a couple all fire. Oh, all fire. Good one. Which one? Good words. Yeah, good one. We're gonna go for a couple of quick fire questions and then we will wrap up. Sweet. Because it's almost bedtime. What time is it? We've been talking for like fifty minutes. We on, that's all. Right. Just having a yarn. We yeah. would and it's cool, because I would never have learned about your actual cricket career in depth as much as this if I hadn't have sat you down and asked. Which is what this is about for me. Like, I've said it before. In terms of, like, my personal and professional development. Blame it. Oh, that sounds cringe, but, you know, like... No, I It's cool, it's cool it. to sit down with people who know their shit, or cool to sit down with people who've done this, but like done things with their life, and just, like, talk to them and learn from their experiences. Like a weird... Not shout-out, but... A lot of people hate him, a lot of people don't, but Logan Paul has a podcast. Yeah. And he gets on people who have done unreal things. Yeah. And he just talks to them and asks them about why that happened, what did they do. And it's perfectly fine that you've got this, like, persistent of, you know, increases your development because mm. that's the same goal he probably has because mm. he's finding out so I shouldn't many, listen to it, I haven't listened to it. So I many he had one. about... I've heard it's really good. 200 episodes, and I listen to it most weeks. And he gets people on who've made, like, from, I don't know, from porn to bloody 
other things. Yeah, and because he's famous, he can get on all these memes. Yeah. Just like Joe Rogan as well. But like, See, I'm not famous, so I have to get chumps like you on, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Kidding. In a few years, mate, I could be the first episode yeah, that you ever had. Exactly. I can be like, I know that dude. He was on my show. Yeah. And then you can be like, I don't know who you are. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> I wouldn't. But yeah. Um, yeah, quick fire. Quick on, fire. Man. You're an all-rounder. Would you rather bowl or bat? Go. Bat? Yeah, bat. Why is that? You get to pump people. <laughs> Bowling's too long. You, you could bowl for like an hour and not get someone out. What's bowl. the longest game you've ever played? Uh, be four-day cricket. Four-day cricket. So that's about 32 out for 30, no, 32, yeah. All right, what's the longest you've ever fielded for? Eight hours. Jesus, bro, that is so boring. Do you get bored? Nah. I couldn't do it. I filled in for a cricket game one time, and I was like <laughs> year 10, and I filled in for the preps, bro. And I was on field for like 30 minutes, just fielding. And I was like, this is so boring. And then I just sat down, bro. It's so funny. <laughs> um, okay, what's your favourite colour? Blue. Oh, turquoise. Blue of the things. All right. Small about it, but turquoise. Blonde or brunette? Brunette. <laughs> Nicies, eh? Yeah. Not bad. I haven't even... See, if I was prepared, if I was a prepared interview, I would have known that I was going to do this. But like I say, I'm off the cuff, so I just decided I was going to do this two minutes If you know what I mean, Brunette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, Brunette. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. But like, in general, Brunette, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is... The hardest training you've ever done? It would be in Australia, and I did this thing called a sand pit, and every month it went up in twos. And so this sand pit was 500 metres of soft sand with three hills. It started with 10 laps. We were there for six months. So it got up to 22, that makes sense, yeah, 22. Quick math. I think so. Yeah, Got up to a lot of laps. Yeah, so every month we did this once. Mm. Um, every second lap, you had to do it with a mouth of water, and you can't spit it out until you finish it in that's, front of the trainer. That's so whack. Why? Um, it helps with cardiovascular. Oh, right. So it makes you breathe, breathe through your nose. nose. Yeah, you know, okay. That's right. It makes your lungs a lot better in hot weather. This snake pit actually had snakes in it, for one. Yeah. Two, we Did only... anyone get bitten? No. Lucky. I oh, know, very lucky. Um, there was, it was a six-minute um, recurring time. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you had six minutes to run. The rest of the time was your rest. Oh, yeah. Um, so most of the time, we're doing like two minute 40, three minutes, something like that. Um, that would definitely be 100%. Like, I, I can remember vomiting every second lap. Like trying to vomit because literally holding water in your mouth and breathing through your nose is mm. so hard. Especially and running through a snake pit and with soft, soft sand in the Australian heat. And 40 degrees. Seems that. Okay. Some, some place I really would like to go back and do it again. Yeah. It's fucking fun. If you could play for any team, <laughs> I like not Black Caps for Australia, like if, any, if you play for any club team in the world, like could be, d- it could be. It. It could be like an it could be like the Wellington Firebirds, it could be like an Australian club team or count it could be an England county. Oh, that's hard. I feel like a dream would be going up playing IPL 
and I'd love to play for Rajasthan Royals. Where's that? So it's in Rajasthan. I don't know whether it, like I'm so, culturally insensitive. I feel so, is it? Is so it's it? Did you say IPL in, Indian Premier yeah. League? Oh right, yeah. bro, that looks heaps of Kiwis go over there, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's not like, but it's just like huge experience. But yeah. it's like good money in as well. For example, and that's why most Kiwis go there. Favorite batsman. Uh, favorite batsman Steve Smith. Favorite bowler, like all time obviously. Oh, all time Shane Warne. Is that wait all time? Are we saying bowler? all time or now? All-time favourite bowler. Favourite bowler, Shane Warne. All-time favourite batsman. Ricky Ponting. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, wow. famous Australian better. All right. Yeah. I okay. grew up with favorite, favorite Kiwi cricketer. Favourite Kiwi cricketer or... Um... And then I've got one last one. And then we'll wrap up. I'm trying to pick his name. <laughs> we should have done this at the start to warm you up, bro. Yeah, probably. It's such a good way. It's just like cool, like little... Little tweaker, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I know it, but I just can't think of it. Because um, I can't think of it, I'm going to say... Um, uh, Jacob Warren. All right, and final Bond. question. Um, <laughs> Did you ever do Milo cricket as a kid? Yes. You're the GOAT. Milo cricket was... Did you love it or what? Milo cricket was fucking sick. Yeah, I feel like I anyone, who, anyone who's listening to this, if you're listening to this... You've do sure, cricket. You've surely done Milo Cricket as a kid. Do Milo Cricket. And I'd love to hear your experiences about it. Oh, yeah, this would be... Oh, yeah, bro, that's smooth as... And I'd love to hear your experiences about it. Flick me a DM at Barney Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Flick me a DM at... Andrew Simpson. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, we'll, we'll give Andrew a quick plug. Thanks so much for coming on, bro. Really appreciate it. I think... Um, I think anyone who's, who's listened to this the whole way through, or especially once we got into the meat of it, started chewing the fat a little bit, will have really appreciated like your honesty bro like oh, 100%, yeah. and I think your story is pretty cool to be honest and it'd be cool in a couple of years to check back in and see where you're at yeah if I still have a podcast just or any tweaking the knobs a little bit yeah. yeah you know just checking back in and whatnot just tweaking <laughs> <laughs> um so if you'd like to see the ugly face behind the beautiful voice that's been talking it is at Andrew Simpson 06 yeah. on Instagram. Go check him a follow. Fuck him a DM saying you heard him on my podcast and that he owes me for making him famous. Um, if you wanna, if you don't know who I am, then you obviously haven't been listening at all. It's my podcast. You're an imbecile. No, I'm joking. Um, check us out on um, Barney Barney 01. That is my Instagram, eh? I was going to say 06, but that's yours. Yeah, Bunny Bunny 01. Yo. Andrew Simpson 06. That's just so... Oh, that's the show. Just get me to 1K, please. Yeah, hard. Some more, clip. Thank you. 57 minutes. My goodness. All right, cheers, Dean. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of LNA with me, the host, Finn Barnett, and uh, it, whether it was me or just uh, another guest that was on there as well, go check them out if there was a guest on here. Um, if you want some more LNA, go to lnav.com. That's the hub for everything that you need. Um, all the Instagram, the social media, the YouTube, the extra stuff, the recommendations, the newsletters, the everything, all the value adds, it's all at lnav.com. So that's the best bang for buck. And if you're an Instagram kind of guy or gal or whatever, uh, checks out at LNAV podcast uh, that's our handle for instagram tiktok um, and i think just about everything else as well so more alanav go check us out at alanav.com see you on the next episode of alanav thanks for listening see you soon Cheers.